Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Company, attention, present arms. You're listening to the Eyes Forward March podcast, a project created by a handful of senior enlisted non-commissioned officers who met while attending a senior leader course where they honed their leadership skills and discovered what networking in the military can accomplish. This podcast expands on those principles. Listen along while the sergeants talk through topics that affect soldiers and leaders alike. They'll share their thoughts and opinions, and of course, have some fun along the way. Relax, heat up your MRE, crack open a cold rippet, and enjoy the show. Order, arms, parade, rest. Sergeants, they're all yours. Welcome and thank you for reporting to the Eyes Forward March podcast. I am Sergeant Seagar, and as always, I am joined by the sergeant that has made his entire body out of a pork product. Sergeant Bacon, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm sizzling. I'm, I'm doing great, man. We're getting crispy here, so... <laughs> I like how you decided to play on that just a little bit more than what I did. You know, it's it's me. It's all about me. It's all about the bacon. Body by bacon. I got plenty of uh, apparel that says so. <laughs> right on. And today uh, we have a co-host, Sergeant Donut. How are you doing today, fine sir? Just living the dream. So I have to uh, apologize to you because you were actually on the first episode that we tried to record and it was a huge learning process on episode one so i got about halfway through trying to edit that episode and i gave up it was just so bad um with everybody being remote and all the audio i couldn't mute one person or or turn their volume down and up another volume and it was just a complete nightmare so we decided to uh, record episode one again, and unfortunately, you couldn't make it for that episode. I'm sure that you were extremely busy. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll call it that. Yeah, but on top of that, I have to point out that this is actually the fourth attempt to make <laughs> two episodes. <laughs> so, uh, Sergeant Bacon and I, we, we recorded last week and I redid my computer. I blew it away, started all over from scratch, um, because of some audio issues that I was having. And I forgot to change the setting to say record on separate tracks. So here we are fourth attempt episode number two, which I believe we're going to title this episode receive the gift yes we'll call that receiving the gift so what is receiving the gift well we're going to get to that here in just a minute but i do want to push out a few announcements very important we have to have announcements the first is if you did listen to episode one uh alpha it had a pre-roll that said hey if you want to be here if you want to support us uh let us know and i did that because i wanted a creative network to listen to a piece of what we had before we put their name on it. And they said, Hey, we like where you're going. Of course, they gave us some constructive feedback, which is another reason why we decided to do the episode 
receive the gift. But it's Creative Brain Candy, creativebraincandy.com, and it is a collaborative network for creators, whether you're doing a podcast or creating music, uh, painting, whatever it is that you do that's creative. If you want to associate yourself with other people who are creative and just want to be there to help and to make everybody uh, better as a whole, that's the group that you want to check out at creativebraincandy.com. So that's going to be our shout out for them. Now, uh, one of the feedback, constructive criticism, whatever you want to call it, one of the things that was mentioned is audio quality. And there's a little bit of a difference, and I get it because I'm recording locally, whereas uh, everybody else is recording remotely through their cell phones or whatever, right? I reached out to uh, Sweetwater at sweetwater.com, which if you're not familiar with them, they have everything and anything musical, whether it's DJing, playing guitar, uh, drums, harmonica, um, anything. Kazoos. You can go out. You, I bet you they have it. Sweet. Yeah. Have you ever played that before? I have played the kazoo. Are you any good? You know, not really. Love to see a good kazoo player. Do those exist? I would say clowns are probably pretty good kazoo players. <laughs> All right. So that brings us back to uh, you have to do the transportation song with the kazoo in the background. W what episode do you want this? I don't know. We'll... We'll figure it out at some point in time. Anyway, the reason why I'm giving Sweetwater a shout out is because of their customer service, um, specifically uh, Mr. Sam Hillman at Sweetwater. Uh, he has been phenomenal. Uh, he's been answering all my questions. He's been working with me. So hopefully in the near future, we'll be able to resolve uh, some of the audio issues. Uh, also, episode one. Alpha and Bravo are out. Right now, we're currently hosted on Podbean. And we also have the podcast out on Spotify. So if you go to podbean.com or spotify.com, you'll be able to search Eyes Forward March and you'll be able to find us and give us a listen. I will get us on Google and in Apple. It's just going to take me a little bit more time because, like I said, I just got back from guards camp. I'm kind of tired. I want to take a break. Can't blame me, can you? No, no. I mean, you had a pretty nasty uh, camp, and uh, you know, I came <laughs> off that Muta one hundred the same, pretty much the same day. So, oof. yeah. So the final, the final announcement that I have, uh, because I was asked, do we have social media? And the answer is at this time, no. We're not doing social media. I'm not going to manage it. I don't think Sergeant Bacon wants to manage it. Uh, Sergeant Donut, I I don't know if you want to manage it. You can if you want. I'll pass on that for now. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured you were going to say. And I know that Sergeant Vegas is extremely busy. That's why he wasn't able to make it tonight. Um, so if you do want to reach out to us, ask us any questions, provide us with constructive, preferably constructive feedback, you can email us at podcast efm at gmail.com. All one word, no hyphens, no spaces, just podcast EFM at gmail.com. Any other variation I tried of that was already taken by somebody else and I couldn't figure out who or why. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's uh, definitely an interesting combination of uh, 
yeah who knows <laughs> yeah i have no idea that's uh maybe that somebody uh with everybody naming their children maybe some kid 13 years old his first name's podcast and efm is his last name i don't know yeah or maybe it's stefan <laughs> podcast or something who knows right like yeah there's right. all kinds of names i call them foghorn names but you know to each their own Right. So like I said, uh, episode one alpha and one Bravo are on the line. Uh, I don't think that they can ever come off the line. I, I saw a movie once it's on the line, it can't come off the line. Anyway, they're out there. They're available for you to listen to. This is episode two, which will be broken into an alpha and a Bravo. I think alpha it's the 6th of July and every other week an episode is projected to drop. Um, and I know, uh, Sergeant Bacon, you said that it sounds like you're going to be busy here in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, our district for, for, uh, so my son's affiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Scouts BSA now. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, uh, got shut down for our, our, um, our resident camps, um, due to, you know, uh, COVID. Yeah. 2020 part one, maybe. Yeah. We can call it that. Um, and the scoutmaster, you know, he's a veteran. Um, he's like, Hey, you know, the, the scouts deserve a camp. Let's, let's make it happen. So we, uh, starting Sunday are going to do a local, uh, scout camp. And, uh, we've got a pretty sweet itinerary plan. We're going to kayak and go tour, uh, uh, missile silo and all kinds of fun stuff. We got like four merit badges going on. So, uh fan number one he's pretty excited um whoa whoa, whoa. what this what's up i was like whoa that kind of come out of left field to me like you're talking typical boy scout stuff and then all of a sudden yeah so we're gonna get the nuclear codes for this missile <laughs> actually there's actually a um uh so where i'm at there's actually a uh, museum um roughly an hour north of us um in canada uh you know you're getting a little closer <laughs> to canada at that point i'm not I, i'm in still in uh i would say uh, baja canada but i'd be in northern mount rushmore area somewhere in there so um but yeah so they've got a, a silo that's been uh decommissioned and uh they do tours and whatnot up there and pretty exciting stuff so but actually they're uh donut there is a uh there is a nuclear energy merit badge out there that is what yeah yeah like, what do you have to do to earn the nuclear chemical badge i you know i don't know i imagine i mean if homer simpson can work at a nuclear plant i think any you know 12 year old or older uh scout could could achieve this so auto react <laughs> fully function right what to do in case of the core meltdown uh, <laughs> but it's clean and safe energy i don't know according to all the all the research so but yeah um that's what i'll be doing for the next week um be a good break from work i've been rewiring a generator for the last four days so well that sounds like a whole lot more fun than what i have been having what kind of fun are you having no i'm not i'm not having any fun that's the problem zero fun <laughs> zero fun so anyway let's go ahead and jump back on topic i know that we love to do that because we don't get to talk to each other all the time we like to travel down the rabbit hole and see where it goes 
so anyway, uh, with episodes 1A and 1B out, we have, believe it or not, uh, I just looked before we started recording, 30 listens. Can you believe that? That's awesome. Yeah, I mean... How many times do you listen to it? Let's, well, let's, supposedly, let's I've been told that if I can listen to it 100 times, it's going to recognize my IP address, and it's not going to record me more than once. I don't know if there's any truth yeah, to that. It, it may be. You may Run be right. I might numbers. be 29 of the 30 listens. But still... Um, for a podcast that is just going into episode two, does no social media. Um, we, we really just kind of, we've been throwing this together and trying to get it up and running, uh, just by word of mouth to get 30 listens. I'm not going to complain about that. No, no, I wouldn't. Well, I'm not complaining. Just, um, sometimes a bit of a skeptic. Is all. Well, and that's why we love you uh, amongst a few other reasons that we can't mention. <laughs> so Anyway, um, we got a little bit of feedback. Not a whole lot. It's only 30 listens, and people like to be kinder uh, than what they really are. But we got a little bit of feedback, and so we decided to make this episode about AARs, or after-action reviews. And part of that, when we were at school, we learned a term, receive the gift. So I think... Working with those two um, pieces right there, AARs and Receive the Gift, I thought that would make a great episode too so we can talk about AARs and then we can actually go through and do one. So let's jump out. Normally we start right away with our topic point, but we had to have a little bit of lead up to our talking point. So for those that don't know, an after-action review, or as we'll refer to it very commonly in, in this episode, AAR, is a structured review or debrief process that's used to analyze what happens, why it happened, and how it can be done better by the participants. AARs, uh, typically, they're conducted after events uh, so that what has transpired is fresh in everybody's mind and uh, for future purposes to aid in the developing or, or aid in developing a strategy for improving performance. So my question and uh, Sergeant Donut, since you're, uh, you're, you're kind of new to episode two, you were in beta, but you're new to episode two. I'll start with you. Um, I'm just curious uh, how often your unit conducts AARs and if you find them beneficial in any way, shape or form. How often I would say we do them quite religiously, but that's due to my command, making sure that we at all times conduct them after every training. Now the beneficial side, that's kind of hit or miss. And I think there is definite good value to these, but problem that I always see is everybody wants to, tiptoe around issues we have and not hurt anybody's feelings and i don't know i honestly think there could be a lot of benefit from them but unfortunately we don't get it because everybody like i said is just too scared to say something now i i I can definitely see uh how that would happen uh sergeant bacon how about you uh our aars are done by section um i'm structured a little bit different at brigade so each uh, section, 
So being in the S4 uh, transportation, you know, the entire S4 does an AR for the weekend. Um, and and kind of like Donut was saying, you know, a lot of people want to be nice and you don't necessarily learn anything or, or how to change if people are, you know, tiptoeing around and sugarcoating it. Uh, you know, the worst thing anyone can say in an AR is good training. Absolute worst thing. And why is that? What was good about it? What was good about the training? What specifically made you say, this is really good? And, and so as I facilitate, which a big word that I learned in uh, March and April, when I facilitate the AAR, um, and they say, well, it was good training. Okay, what was good? Well, the instructor was good. Well, what about the instructor was good? You know, when I start asking these leading questions and making him think about, hey, why was Sergeant so-and-so a really good instructor on the uh, LHS? Okay, well, he's got 20 years of experience. He speaks at my level, etc. So that's why I disagree with saying good training. Um, but, you know, then they compile those um, from each section, and then they send them up to um, the full-time staff and then they look at it and go, okay, you know, how can we make this particular event better for next, uh, you know, next year, essentially. So that's how we do it. They are done monthly. Um, are they great? No, but are they being done? Yes. Yeah. The AARs, they're beneficial for sure. And what I found when I, uh, got into my position is, uh, at the end of the drill or at the end of a major event, but mostly at the end of drill, we bring everybody into the classroom and we walk through the AAR and a lot of it, when I get it back, because, um, I typically will not be in the room while the AAR is conducted. Um, so they'll bring the AAR back to me and I'll look at it. And I'll, I've got a million questions. So then what we'll do is we'll do a horseshoe and I'll be like, would, could somebody, okay, this is what you put for here. Uh, can somebody expand on that? Like, tell me why this was good or what is it that, you know, so it's not just about, yeah, we did this. It was good. Why was this good? And so getting those details from the AAR is probably one of the most difficult things that, uh, that I have an issue with. And you said you were at the brigade level. I'm at the company level. Um, Sergeant Donut, where, what level are you at? I am company level, but I am literally just making the transition to battalion. So give me a few months and I can elaborate a little better on that. Oh yeah. So the battalion, I've been at the battalion level before. I, I think you're going to probably, uh, find Sergeant Bacon's scenario very similar. Yeah. Cause Kind of like I said, I feel like I'd say 20 to maybe 30% of AARs are productive. And then that other 70 to 80% are basically just garbage. It's not just a problem in the military and without giving too much detail. Just people in general are terrible at elaborating on detail. They describe things at fifth grade level and it just doesn't do any good. You got to get those little details. And people just fail to do it so often. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I hope that by me taking the AAR before we dismiss and kind of going through it and, and saying, okay, hey, I see you wrote this. Elaborate. What do you mean? Uh, what specifically was good or what specifically was bad? 
Um, I'm hoping that somebody will pick up on that cue and start doing that before it gets to me. Exactly. And, and typically the soldier that said that lunch was bad, isn't going to be the guy or the soldier that, uh, that speaks up in for, you know, in the horseshoe there, it's going to be his battle buddy that, or the battle buddy that they gripe to for, for two hours about, you know, the potatoes being undercooked or something. Right. <laughs> and that, that's the person that, that battle buddy is going to be the one that, that, uh, Hey, you know, potatoes could have been cooked a little bit longer or something like that. You know, stuff that can be, can be remedied easily. Right. Just typically people put stuff on these ARs. That's like, mm, okay. Now I'm going to off, I'm going to ask you, how do you, you know, offer me a solution to this? Yeah, that's a good point. Having a, having a solution, but, uh, in your scenario where you're like, Hey, uh, you know, for annual training, every time we had potatoes, they were undercooked. Okay. Well, if I know that, then I can go to that caterer or our cooks, depending on the month. And I can say, Hey, uh, FYI, this was an issue. Um, you know, try to fix that or work on that. Exactly. Yep. All right. So let's actually go in and talk and, or break apart the AAR. So to start off, let's talk about what an AAR actually is compared to what an AAR is not. Well, it's not meant to be, you know, a bitch session. Right. Uh, a lot of times they, you know, depending on who's facilitating it, a lot of times they turn into a, just an all out griping and bitch session and you start writing stuff down and there's zero positives, zero good. And it's like, we know, we know there was good goods in this thing, but you know, one person hijacks the entire thing and the facilitators like up in arms about it, you know, and they, they don't know how to, how to get away from that. So. Right. Um, and I, th I think if, as the facilitator of the AAR, when, when that starts to happen, um, like you said earlier, oh, okay, I, I see that's an issue and apparently one that you feel strongly about, but what is a plausible solution to rectify that problem? And that is something that I think could kind of convert the conversation to the other side of the room. I mean, maybe the negative person can't think of anything. Well, I don't know. It just sucked. But there's probably somebody else in the room that's like, oh, well, I mean, here we can do this about that and such. Well, I think as much as the Army loves to do it, why not just go all in and actually have a class on how to be a facilitator for AAR? They kind of have somebody be a trained mediator for these situations. Because I do think there is some value for when people are griping. Because to be honest, I think there's a lot of truth in that. But like you said, they may not have solutions to it, but we can at least get it out in the open air of what some of the issues were. I'm not going to say that that is a bad idea at all. I mean, we have, we even if it's an extra duty that we send a soldier to a class on how to facilitate and how to work AARs or, or whatever the case may be, I think that would be beneficial, providing that you send the right people to that class. Yeah, you have to send somebody with a positive attitude to that kind of stuff, or even somebody like Donut or myself, who's a resiliency, you know, uh, trained. No, oh, I'm I'm MRT too. Don't leave me out. I don't want to be excluded. 
you know what? You weren't as vocal about it as us. So, uh, so the three of us are MRT certified and, uh, you know, we can generally find a positive in every negative statement. We try. Well, we try. And, and, you know, sometimes we find a negative in every positive statement, but that's the negativity bias. But, you know, going back to what is the AR, right? It's not like, it's not meant to, you know, dime out somebody either, you know? No, it's absolutely not. I mean, okay, so what the AAR is supposed to do is ultimately identify things that went wrong, identify things that went right, and by comparing those two, attempt to figure out a better way to accomplish the same goal in the future. I mean, would you disagree? I was going to say, that's just where I think that skilled mediator would come in would just be oh so valuable instead of how would just people back and forth, just blah, blah, blah. Like a hostage negotiator type of person. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and here's the other thing. Uh, to add on to what Sergeant Donut said is how often do you complete that AAR and you're like, okay, yep, that's all the information I need. And then it gets put in somebody's filing cabinet or somebody's drawer and it's never seen again. I would, you know, and I would say at our, at our unit, I know, I know we put them into a folder, like a three ring binder. Mm -hmm. So I know they get, I know they get filed and they get filed by the, you know, the person writing them and they get looked at. I don't know what happens if they get file 13 after that or, or what, but so what is supposed to happen is after the uh, the command team reviews the information, uh, typically they would want to see it fairly quickly after drill, um, but it's supposed to go to your training NCO who is supposed to upload that document into uh, DTMS, the digital training management system, so that it is there for record. Now, if that happens or not, I don't know. Yeah. Couldn't tell you if that happens. Right. At my level, oh, it gets reviewed, but that whole with the training NCO, no idea. Right, and then well, and then the other thing is, is that if you you get an AAR back and it's reviewed, and depending on what's on that piece of paper, I see people take offense to what's on that paper. But people need to realize that when you're doing an event, when something happens. There's multiple different points of view to that training event. So at the uh, top echelon, it could look fantastic. In the middle echelon, it could be like, hey, we accomplished the mission. That's all that matters. And at the bottom echelon, it's like, oh, what the hell just happened? This was all sorts of jacked up. No, you're exactly right. I've, you know, and I've seen it. You know, the only level I really haven't been at is um, battalion. But coming from a company level for most of the career, you know, the guys, the soldiers at the bottom are like, why was it, why did it have to be done this way? Why couldn't we do it this way? You know, right. And so they want to like get clarification and they want the why, right. Um, which is legit. Uh, you know, and then when, when brigade sees it, they're like, mm. Yeah, you really don't need to know the why, what, what, I mean, it's in the op order what the end state is, so read it right. and you know, that's just kind of the, the, say the corporate answer. Well, yeah, that's very corporate. But, that it's, and that's kind of the answer that, that they get sometimes, but. 
So the other thing that I want to make sure that we know that the AAR is not is uh, it's not intended to embarrass anybody or call anybody out. So definitely during the AAR process, um, when you're looking at a specific issue, you're not like, oh, uh, well, you know, this would have went really well if, you know, uh, Sergeant Seagar would have remembered to remove his chalk blocks and drip pan before taking off. You know, that's not the intent. The intent is to be like, hey, um, we missed our SP because um, we, 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 we forgot to go through and make sure that, hey, everybody's chalk blocks and drip pans were, were picked up and put away. Yeah, as an example. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, anytime, you know, somebody names somebody in an AR, everyone kind of looks at that person like you, you, you blue falcon, you, you dick, you know, mm-hmm. and, or at least I do, my unit, we do, like, why would you, why would you dime somebody out in front of everybody? You know, right. Don't, don't, don't do that. Or, or, or if we need auto-tune on the transportation song or something. <laughs> that, that was all of us. <laughs> we have to, uh, like I said, uh, we're going to do it. We're going to do uh, several versions of the transportation song. We're going to do one in auto-tune. I'll work on that. Uh, we need a kazoo version, and who knows what else we'll come up with along the way. Well, I mean, that's enough for probably two episodes right there. So. <laughs> All right. Sergeants. Thanks for giving us a listen. I just want to give out a friendly reminder that Eyes Forward March is, in fact, recorded once a month. 45 minutes to an hour and 15, somewhere in there. It's about all the time we have since we have very busy, busy lives. But we still want to provide you with content. So we've divided our episode into two parts, Alpha and Bravo. Approximately 30 minutes each, just long enough for you to enjoy on your ride to or from work. Until next time, eyes forward, march. They're all yours, First Sergeant. Thank you, Sergeant. Company, attention, dismissed.